0: You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever
1: and welcome you are listening to the financial survival network i'm carrie lutz today is ten five twenty one. well hey we got this budget proposal from a certain party in congress uh purported to be 3.5 trillion actually five and a half trillion or who the heck knows how much nobody knows for sure but uh, we've got michael Busler, professor micro Michael Bussler with us now uh, you know him well he's been on the show a number of times from Stockton University and he's gonna go over this uh, this creation and let you know what's in it for you hey, professor Bussler it's great to have you back on the show so what of the budget proposal so uh, and thanks for having me Carrie. you know it's my pleasure to be here so uh, let's take a
2: look at the big picture for a minute um, The federal government last year uh, spent $3 trillion more than they received in tax revenue. This year, they'll spend another $3 trillion more than they received in tax revenue. And uh, President Biden wants to get two bills passed. One is a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, of which about half of it is truly for what we would call infrastructure, roads, bridges, et cetera. The other half is for a bunch of social programs. The 3.5 trillion is all for uh, social programs. Um, And it includes massive amounts of tax increases also. Essentially what the plan does is it takes income away from people that earned it and give it to people who for whatever reason uh, have not earned it. And how are they gonna give it to those people Uh, They're going to provide low-cost or free health care to every American. Um, They're going to provide education, um, including free preschool education, all the way up through two years of community uh, college. And there's a host of other uh, uh, child care type things, a host of other benefits that would go to uh, lower-income Americans. And all that money comes from raising taxes on the um, upper income Americans. Now Biden says he's only gonna tax people who make more than 400,000 a year. The problem with that is that's only about one and a half percent of the population. Uh, So in order to raise any significant amount of tax revenue, he's gonna have to raise taxes on the average um, American. Uh, Now he says that this, his plans will cost zero and add zero to the public debt. Um, Mathematically, I think that's impossible, but I believe what he's saying is uh, it'll cost zero because uh, we can raise taxes by eliminating loopholes and things on the wealthy, and that will uh, raise um, a significant amount of revenue, at least enough to cover most um, of the spending plans. Um, the problem with that is uh, as I mentioned the beginning, there's not that many wealthy Americans who't make over 400,000 a year. And making things even worse is by overtaxing the highest income earners, you reduce capital formation. So what does that mean? There are three things that um, people do with their income. The first thing you do is pay taxes. What's ever left over, you're free to dispose as you want and call that disposable income. You either spend it or save it. Average Americans pay their taxes. They end up spending most of their disposable income and saving a little bit of it. You try to save maybe 5% of your income if you can. Wealthy income earners, they pay a high amount of taxes um, that leaves them with disposable income. They live a very lavish lifestyle, but they still have much income left over to save and invest. That becomes new capital uh, for the economy. And in a capital intensive economy, which is what we have, we need that new capital. So if he raises taxes on the wealthy, they're still going to spend on their lavish lifestyles but they'll have less money to save and invest that reduces capital formation. It's also coming at a time when the federal government um, has a public debt, which is now approaching $30 trillion. And it's about to be raised, I think somehow. Uh, So if the federal government is pulling $30 trillion out of capital markets, that leaves us capital available to business. And if you're overtaxing the wealthy and raising the capital gains tax, you're reducing capital formation that could lead to a capital shortage. What happens when you have a capital shortage? Well, the federal government is spending all this money pumping up demand in the economy. They hope that business increases supply to meet the demand. But if you can't raise new capital because we have a capital shortage, then you can't, the business won't be able to expand. If they can't expand, the only way to respond to high demand is by raising prices. So you end up with an economy that can expand or tends to stagnate, Also with a lot of inflation, that's a stagflation problem, very similar to what we had in the late 1970s that was very difficult to get rid of. So all of Biden's spending plans, first of all, will not cost zero. They will add significantly to the public debt. The taxes on the um, upper income earners will result in uh, less capital formation that will tend to stagnate the economy and lead to inflation.
1: Uh, So what's the uh, solution here?
2: The solution is exactly what the Republicans and two uh, Democrat senators are doing. They're saying we can't support this massive increase in government spending and what will turn out to be a massive increase in taxes and a huge increase in the public debt. All of those are really counterproductive and they're only designed to help perhaps the lowest income earners, all the rest of us. Are going to end up feeling the negative impacts uh, of those plans. Isn't that wonderful, huh? Is this thing going to pass or what? Well, I'm not sure. So they have to raise the debt ceiling relatively soon. They passed a resolution to keep things going. Janet Yellen says we only have about two weeks and the debt ceiling will have to be raised. Now, the Republicans are saying we're not going to go along with raising the debt ceiling, particularly if you want it raised by a significant amount, because then once you'll say that the debt ceiling has been raised, well, now we can afford to uh, pass these massive spending bills. So the first thing is we've got to resolve what's going to happen with the uh, debt ceiling. Um, I think it will end up being raised somewhat, but um, in terms of Biden's spending, I'm not sure either. Definitely, I don't think both of those are going to get through, at least in the form that they're in now. So they'll either be significantly reduced or if the moderate senators, the Republicans hold their ground, the moderate senators hold their ground and the progressives. their ground and they're saying we're not voting for anything unless we get all of it then
1: there's a chance that really none of this none of this passes which i think is a good thing yeah better nothing than something here like what is what is it really going to accomplish uh doing all this right don't just survive
0: thrive the financial survival network
1: Goldterra Resource Corp is a gold exploration company that has assembled a highly prospective district scale land position on the doorstep of the City of Yellowknife in Canada's Northwest Territories. Goldterra is currently focused on expanding and delineating gold resources at the company's Yellowknife City Gold Project with a goal of discovering over 5 million ounces. With ready access to infrastructure and multiple high-grade gold discoveries, Goldterra is on track to re-establishing Yellowknife as one of the premier gold mining districts in Canada. Goldterra trades as ygt in toronto and ygtff on the otc for more information go to goldterracorp.com that's goldterracorp.com
0: this is the financial survival network the information you need to thrive, thrive
2: now more than ever yeah what it'll essentially do um it will um Replace individual um, responsibility with social responsibility. The government will take care of you. You know, Kerry, if you look at the big picture here, the U.S. went from the birth of a nation to the largest, most prosperous economy in the world in about 150 years. Other economies were hundreds, in some cases, thousands of years older. How did that happen? In my view, it happened because of four basic principles. One, we encouraged individual freedom. As long as you didn't infringe upon the rights of anyone, you could pretty much do what you wanted. Secondly, we encouraged individual responsibility. As long as you were physically and mentally able to take care of yourself, everybody pretty much took care of themselves. Thirdly we encouraged um, and we set low rates of taxation. So you knew that if you worked hard and uh, earned income, you got to keep most of what you earned. That of course became an incentive for people to produce. And fourthly, we had a very limited role for government. Government provided uh, some basic public goods like defense of the country, a legal system, leadership, et cetera. But other than that, they pretty much got out of the way. So individual freedom, in my opinion, Individual freedom, um, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation and a limited role for government really allowed this economy to grow as much as it, it has. Everything Biden is proposing is opposite to all four of those principles. His bills would limit individual freedom because the government, he wants the government to take over the healthcare market, the education market and other markets. And of course, when the government takes over a market, they will determine who gets service from those markets and who doesn't. So you lose individual freedom. Secondly, he wants to replace individual responsibility with social responsibility. He wants the government to take care of your health care for you, uh, take care of paying for college education for you, take care of paying for your uh, daycare. So instead of individual responsibility, it's now social responsibility. Thirdly, in order to pay for all this, although Biden says he's only raising taxes on people who make over 400,000 a year, the problem is that's only about one and a half percent of the population. So he's going to have to raise taxes on everybody and you end up with high rates of taxation rather than low. And fourthly, instead of a limited role for government, you now have a very large expanded role for government. So his proposals will limit individual freedom, reduce individual responsibility, replacing it with social responsibility, result in high rates of taxation and a larger role for government exactly opposite to what allowed this economy and country to grow as much as it did. Mm, It's a real pickle they've got
1: us into, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it certainly is. And I hope the Republicans and the uh, more moderate Democratic senators hold their ground here and
1: don't don't give in to this. And I guess we're not going to know now. It looks like uh, Joe Manchin, who, uh, you know, seemed to be really against this. now he's willing to work with everybody, huh? Uh,
2: although he he is a moderate. And while he said that I'll work with you, um, he he probably would vote for the one point two trillion dollar infrastructure. The three and a half trillion dollar uh, build back America plan, he said the most I would he would uh, vote for is a trillion and a half dollars. So at least he's partially on board with stopping these massive tax and spending increases. Yeah, there's just the question is, can you trust this guy? Well, you don't know. Kristen Sinema is the other one who says she's not going to go along with it either. And um, they're chasing her all over the
1: place uh, on airplanes and the bathrooms. And she says she's still not going to vote for it. Hey, maybe somebody in this place is growing a spine, huh? Uh, I certainly hope so. This, is a, a, this will be a disaster for the country.
2: And worse yet, it will create such a large public debt. The annual interest expenses, look, right now, with just what we have, the annual interest expense, about $400 billion a year. That's about 10% of the government's non-COVID spending. The problem is, even if we don't incur any more debt, when the government runs a deficit every year, they sell bonds to finance the deficit, usually 10 or 20 year bonds. There's no program in place to ever pay back any of those bonds. So what happens? They pay the interest annually, and then when the bond matures in 10 or 20 years, They simply sell new bonds to pay back the old bonds and they roll over the public debt. The problem with that now is, I mean, there's a number of problems, but one is much of the debt that they took on in the last 10, 12 years, they had an interest rate of about 1%. Interest rates are going to start to go up probably starting early next year. So within the next couple of years, the treasury bills and bonds, instead of, 1% one percent interest. You're going to pay at least two percent interest. So even if we don't take on any more debt, the four hundred annual um, interest expense, four hundred billion annual interest expense, once we roll it over, turns into eight hundred billion dollars a year. And if we add more debt to it, which it looks like we're going to have to do, now you're talking about perhaps a trillion dollars a year in interest expenses just to pay. Uh, for the interest on the public debt. That's a burden that future generations will not be able to uh, carry. Uh, It will cut out uh, other government spending in necessary
1: uh, areas. So I believe it's very important that we don't let this go through. All right, well, from your mouth to uh, God's ears, Michael, uh, you know, it's definitely a situation. The government's been overspending for years, spending money it doesn't have. And this is what we wind up with. Hey, People want to find out more about you, connect with you on the web. Where's the best place to find you?
2: So I, I post every one of my columns. I have a web page on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, just search for Funding Democracy. Funding Democracy. My page will pop
1: up there and I'd be happy if anybody followed me. All right. Excellent. And we follow you, of course, and appreciate you coming on. Uh, we will talk to you again. Any questions for Professor Bustler, just send us an email to kl at CarryLutz.com. And don't forget, sign up for a free newsletter. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Michael. Appreciate you coming on and let's keep our fingers crossed.
0: Thank you, Carrie. My pleasure to be here. Look forward to doing it again. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever.